Welcome in to the Amon Green Show, sponsored by Doors Plus on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. Look at Green all by himself. 20, 10, touchdown. 98 yards and a Lambo leap. Here is your host, Amon Green. Switch. Welcome into the Amon Green Show. I'm your host, Amon Green, with my good friend and teammate, Harrison Arns, right there on the ones and twos in Lincoln. How you doing, Harrison? Doing great. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. We do pretty well when it comes to breaking news for your show. Um, I don't yeah, know if they've I caught did, the news I'm already. I'm the news line feed right now. Like, we got some <laughs> good stuff to talk about tonight, man. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean obviously, Nebraska basketball, and as yep. the text mm-hmm. line already fired up about it, Old Dad 34, y'all talking about saving? Um, it'll yes. come up. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> for all those interested and you haven't been you know plugged into the media nick saban a collegiate career 292 wins 71 losses according to multiple outlets will be retiring that's awesome uh he has under 100 losses yep that is wild and just about and pretty damn near close to 300 wins (laughs) right oh my goodness that is amazing. I mean, hold up. Let me look up. Yep. So he'll he'll be if this is um all it is all going to happen as it's currently laying out. If he does retire, he'd be the fifth most winningest coach in college football history, um, which is surprising at, at five. I figured he'd be higher, but nonetheless, iconic college football coach. It makes you curious what Alabama is going to be like in the near future here, because we've seen that happens when you have these coaching legends go. What that next tire looks like. Uh, it could right. be a big momentum shift in the direction of your program at Nebraska. We've obviously experienced from the greatness to new coaching hires to where we're at today. Uh, but just Amon Green, what are your what are your initial thoughts on the breaking news? So, smart of him to wait till 4 p.m. to drop the news, knowing that I'll get away from most of the morning talk shows, but not for the Amon Green show. Initial thoughts. <laughs> um, all, I mean, I would say one fantastic career, obviously, and it started hum- in humble. Abodes. I know before he made it to LSU in Alabama, I know where he was at one stop where he was in East Lansing at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And he was that first year head coach of the 1995 Michigan um, Spartans. And I remember as a freshman, you know, obviously all the talk was us and us going to play against a Big Ten school that was respectable. And they have been to bowl games. They won big games. They won conference t- titles before in the past. They put out NFL athletes. Um, so now us going to the Big Ten was like a test to us. Mm-hmm. And I think we got more questioned than Michigan State got questioned because all oh, everybody like we weren't <clears throat> we weren't Cinderella. We weren't that team that people loved. People wanted to hate. We were Ice Cube. People loved to hate us at that time. And so <laughs> going to East Lansing was making for us was making a statement it was just unfortunate but also a blessing for nick saman and his coaching staff because i know a lot of coaches that he probably started with he had with him in alabama and lsu mm-hmm. and then back you know and so going through that game and i think i mentioned the famous quote coach osborne said he, he's like um he said the coach saving in the middle of the field shaking his hand a good game coach um I knew we were good, but I didn't think we were going to score that many points. 
it happens to us all, something like that. He says something like real general, like Coach Osborne <laughs> does, that is humble bragging, but it's it is and it isn't at the mm-hmm. same time. Because if you're on the other side of it, I know it didn't feel good for Nick Saban to hear that. But and this is what I tell my players and athletes speaking to athletes right now: when you have a a bad moment, this was a bad moment for Nick Saban's career, right? He just starting out Division One football and gets blown off the rafters at home field, 50 to 10. You have three running backs, including myself, that rush over 100-plus yards. And their offense, like I said, musters up 10 points. They can barely move the ball, and they just get railroaded by mm-hmm. a team. And so he took that where he could have said, by his actions, um, you know, I, I'm not ready for this, like in, internally, right? Not not on the not a, not at the press conference, not to his players, but internal. He could have internalized this, man. I'm out. This is how it is. Like, oh my god, no, he didn't. He stuck in there for the years he played at Michigan um, State. He coached at Michigan State. I'm saying, and even the next year, we put 77 on them. They scored a little <laughs> bit more. They had 24. It was 24 to 77, something like that, my sophomore year when they came to Lincoln. So it was no better, and the same result. And so. In those two matchups against us, and maybe a few later, he took those early games, especially probably that first one, being at the home field of East Lansing Stadium, and turned it into something way later that was a monster, a beast, a machine that we saw with Roll Tide. Mm-hmm. When Roll Tide became a thing, I would look at them. I'm like, nobody beating this team. There is no one that can even get on the field. And then when I learned that his favorite, one of his favorite positions to develop and coach was defensive backs. That right there <clears throat> just rained. It, it, it hit so many, so many switches in my head about why his defense is the way it is, why he's putting out NFL players, why he's, you know, players want to go there because they're getting developed. They're being coached hard. And, you know, and then from the other positions, the quarterbacks, the linemen, the running backs, mm-hmm. the tight ends that play there that went first round second round that are on now Super Bowl teams in the NFL yeah. that are on NFL teams in general H- himself alone produced 44 first rounders to add to your point exactly in- insane and so now kids are seeing that you know you see football players at that time during that his reign of, of terror uh, and it was fantastic terror for the for the fan uh for the fans of Alabama right those college kids, just like myself, when I saw Coach Osborne and what the, the team and the coaches were doing down here, I said, that's where I want to be. I want to help that team win other championships. I'm pretty sure those some of those guys, Mark Ingram, to name a few. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm trying to think anybody other name that could pop in my head. Uh, Jonathan Allen, defensive end, that now plays for the Commanders. Yep. He's a big-time streamer, by the way. He uh, <laughs> streams a lot of Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> okay, shout out. I'll check him out. That's, shout out to I'm, Jonathan I'm big Allen fan of six, Rainbow, Rainbow Six, Six. He's a beast. <laughs> if I want anybody to be a celebrity coach, I'm hiring him. <laughs> yeah. You got to hear Jonathan. Um, <laughs> but to produce the quality of football, and then not only the players, the coaches. You know, Monty Kiffin, um, uh, Kirby Smart, or what's his name? Yeah. Yes, yeah, Jordan. Sweeney. Yep. Yeah, at Georgia, Jabo Sweeney at Clemson, Eden. smart at at Georgia, um, and Georgia's and looking I'm, like the new Bama. You know, it, right. it, it, and his coaching sure, tree. Like, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure McVeigh might have been on the staff at some point in time. I don't know. I can probably pull so up many- the tree, but it's a big tree a because tree. anyone part of Saban's staff, uh, people are curious to go ahead and grab those guys. Be like, what are Saban's secrets? How does he have this team churning exactly. out elite players year after year after year? And, and the one thing that I know that his formula is not – I already know it because Coach Osborne, you know, because of Coach Osborne. He learned – that game, and, and it, it might have been other clinics that he met up with Coach Osborne and sat down and had conversation, had a coffee, went golfing, went fishing. Because coaches do that. Head coaches hang out. I hang out with with uh, Chris Haskell, the head coach for for Bo- Boise. He's my men- he's one. I, I've coined him one of my mentors. I call him. I text him. He texts me. He asks me questions. He's giving me little antidotes to help me get better as a coach. And that's what we do as players, right? Did the same thing as a player. I I hung around certain teammates because I knew they were going to make me better as a professional and as an athlete. And so talking to Chris Haskell, talking to Joey over at uh, Shenandoah, um, talking to uh, Sergio at Maryland, talking to these coaches and collaborating and just hearing their stories, you know, that may match up with my stories, their learning experiences. That is what he he took with him throughout his career. And for Bama fans and for college football, um, it was one hell of a ride. I love watching his games play, you know, the physicality to their defenses, the physicality to their offenses. I mean, their O-line was coming downhill and picking up yardage to behind, you know, with guys like Mark Ingram, um, who I'm trying to think other backs that was in that backfield with him. I'm just like drawing a blank all of a sudden. Yeah, um, guys. Der- uh, Derrick Henry, he was, a, he, he was Crimson no, Tide, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry. Was say, can't, can't leave him out there as he uh, also having AJ, his farewell AJ tour. Or, what's that? As Derrick Henry's having his farewell tour as well with the Tennessee okay. Titans. Another end to an era there. But um, it's right. just absolutely crazy. And again, just some names as this coaching tree. You got Jimbo Fisher. You got Kirby Smart. Um, get some bigger ones here. Jimmy Pruitt, Mark D'Antonio, Mel Tucker, Lane Kiffin. Um, and a few, I'm trying to think, I know he's got one NFL. I know he's got some NFL guys. Yes. See he if does, I can find 100%. it. Um, DCs. man, OC. I'm blanking on it. Uh, Mario Cristobal, we said that one. We'll get, we'll, we'll be Mike Lockley, Jason Garrett. There we go. Okay. There, yep, I knew there was one yep. Jason Garrett, shout out Jared, uh, for the giants. But nonetheless, you look at his coaching tree and everything he's done. The Kirby smart looks like probably the best off that tree that's currently running Georgia, what Alabama used to look like. They're physical, they're mean, they play SEC football. And I do think with the NIL era, it it really did kind of shift the tides for Alabama because they no longer could just grab all the best players. You know, it got a lot more evenly distributed. But with that being said, I still think Alabama arguably was probably the second best team in this year's college football playoffs. I thought the way they pushed Michigan, I know Michigan looked better, uh, but I thought Alabama, Georgia, Michigan between those teams those were the three best teams and with Nick Saban it's just going to be interesting do you think Alabama through their next hire is going to get this one right because this is a, a monumental to lose a hall of fame a goat great you know you got a goat coach and college football game they really can't afford to mess this one up because we've seen what happens in the past obviously being Nebraska fans how quickly you can fall down the road of relevancy if you make a Real few fast. bad hires. And and to that question is really it was the right re- decision right away, right? Mm-hmm. You have Frank Solich in there. But what happened? Steve Peterson got an ego and figured that he wanted to change the game. 
I'm a fire guy who just took our team to the Alamo Bowl. Mm-hmm. We beat Michigan handedly. And you know what? Let's mix things up. Let's fire a guy who's been there for 30 plus years, along with Coach Osborne, and knows the program, knows the culture. Let's get him out of here. It's bringing um, Sh- uh, Shanahan, or not Shanahan, um, Callahan. Excuse mm-hmm. me. You lost so much with that old blood, too. You That's- know, and I'm like, I was in Green Bay in my second or third year, and I'm like, oh my God, they just dropped the A bar mm-hmm. for recruiting. So that to you, that culture, was the big one. Everything. That was for you the the first sign of we're we're starting to make the wrong moves. Well, yep, I was like, we are about to go into the dark ages because of what Osborne from the Vanny had established since the seventies, right? Mm-hmm. Since the I say since the sixties. So since the six mid sixties, our program have been running on cruise control at a high level. We're on cruise control, but our cruise control was ten to twelve victories a year. It was twenty over the speed limit. Was where your cruise was at. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We gonna win at least ten games. We're guaranteed a bowl game every year. Our players are gonna get drafted no lord in the third round on offense and defense. And we're a run team. We're not a pass team. We're a run team. Mm-hmm. We don't throw the ball. We run the ball right down your throat. And so we had defense alignment, linebackers, safeties, running backs, fullbacks, tight ends, quarterbacks occasionally. Going first round. Going second round. Going third round. And when they got a Nebraska player, they knew they were getting a well-coached, well-rounded individual that do their job, that does their job, that is asked upon. I mean, every now and then, you know, we weren't hitting a thousand, mm-hmm. but every now and then you have a player comes in, something's not not quite right, and that's every school. But overall, the percentages was on the higher end where when you drafted a Nebraska player, you knew you were getting something, you know, and, and you were getting something really good to your roster. And it kind of faded away, obviously, when LP came through and people were then trying to dis, um, dismiss us as running backs. I say I had a big ass chip on my shoulder mm-hmm. because I knew people were overlooking me because of what happened with Lawrence, which, which is unfortunate. Scotty Baldwin were right before me. And I was like, you know what? Everybody that passed me over and I went third round. And so including the team that I landed on Green Bay. Y'all going to pay for it. That's what I told myself. Y'all going to pay for it. So that's how that's what type of players Nick Saban developed mm-hmm. and coaches. They we got that snip. We're going to smell blood in the water. We're going to attack and, and, and take you out and, 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 and try to put as many points on the scoreboard because we have the athletes that can do it. And that's how the, from the weight room, everything up that we had as a program here in Lincoln, you saw that in Bama. You saw that in Birmingham. Yep. And you I saw I, kids that were physically just developed from the high school level and continue to get sizes on top of size and bigger once they got out of there. Yeah. And with I will say this much about Alabama. I do think I have a lot more trust in them to, to figure this out and make the right decisions. Cause it's not like yes. Saban. I just hope they don't do that. Yeah. Right? I don't think Saban's pulling the plug. Yeah. He's not going to, I don't think Saban's going to be completely out of the picture. He'll be out for the most part, but I bet you when getting through that new hire, I'm sure they'd love to have his opinion. We just talked about his coaching tree. He knows yeah. what to look for. So I think when it comes to that, I'd, I'd imagine he'll have some sort of input. He might not be the end all be all, but I'd imagine with the respect he's grown in that community, they're going to listen to every last word he has um, on his way out the door. But that's that's some breaking news right there. Nick Saban, yep. you know, it's uh, AP news now, so it's pretty 
pretty much official at this point. Multiple outlets uh, getting it out there. I'm sure we'll get some press conferences as well in the near future. But he is going to be done with Alabama. Does this make... So now the elite teams, you're looking at Georgia and Georgia. Michigan. I, I would be really Michigan. curious to see. I mean, I think Alabama, they'll still be good for your, a couple years to come just based off the talent they have. But, the talent they recruited, mm -hmm. right. But we'll know in two, three years' time, kind of like what we're seeing with Ryan Day, um, yeah, you know, yeah, if it's I'll a step see. down. With Ryan Day, he's got great players. The recruiting hasn't changed much, but he's getting out-schemed by a great coach in Jim Harbaugh over by the Michigan Wolverines. So it's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to see. We'll probably know more as it goes down the year, a couple a couple years after the initial hire. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it is just an insane news. We got one more text here. Alabama has the number two recruiting class in the nation with him retiring. Will the incoming class be able to transfer before they even go to school? Um, I would not. I would say, speaking out to the recruits, don't. What what what, what my man uh, Lee Corso would say? Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> not so. Just because you see this doesn't mean the program's done. Yeah. Right. It still got it. Like we were talking. Like I was talking about. I went on a tangent there about other things, but Alabama, I'm pretty sure, studied and got already people in line that they want to interview mm -hmm. because it's a system back in, until now. And I remember for sure telling our story about what happened with uh, Steve Peterson. They probably learned from that, right? And, and and watching us from a distance. So watching different programs and how when a, one coach, a, a legend leaves, how to replace that legend. And if you could find another one, great. You know, like in Green Bay, you know, you got Bart Starr. Then you get a, a dead period. Then you get Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers. And now Jordan Love. Hey, it happens. So got to have that patience, whoever the hiring process people are. Have that patience. But then also, you know, the coaches that are already on that staff, you can obviously easy promote somebody within, you know, like they like we did with Coach Solich. It's just making sure athletic department, athletic director is on the same page as the coaching staff to say, hey, if we're going to promote this OC, this DC, we are we're on board. Or if you're going to bring somebody in, let's talk. You know, who are you looking at? Is it an NFL person or is it a coach coming from the college level? Let's all make sure we communicate because – I was just talking to a player, one of my esports players, a conversation or a, a person that's helping out our program. And I said, no conversation. Sometimes when you don't hear nothing, it's sometimes not a good thing. Because sometimes <laughs> you're thinking no conversation is a good thing. I'm like, no, you want to keep a constant flow of conversation mm -hmm. and communication going because you never know what's down the pike. And so sometimes not hearing anything to me, I'm, I get just a tad bit worried. So I just said, hey, how you doing? Is everything going good? You know. We need to follow up with anything just to check the pulse of what's whoever I'm communicating with and stuff like that. So um, looking at these running backs, we thought we got Najee Harris right now. Yeah. Right? Uh, the, the one running back I was trying to remember, Trent Richardson. OK, right? yes. Good grab. Kind of he kind of he, he was Alabama. Awesome. But something happened in NFL things. Yeah, he's know, one he gets forgotten. Physic That's yeah, physicality, you know, kind of went away. But Derrick Henry, like we mentioned, Trey Sanders in 2019, Bo Scarborough. I remember Bo. Um, Damian um, Harris, Justice Hines, and TJ Yeldon. I remember training him pre-draft. I, I went down to uh, Florida where he was training at D1, one of the D1s that I was a part of back in, um, i say, 2016, 2017, and trained him pre-combine training. So well-put-together kid, went to Jacksonville, played for a few years there before they got um, the kid out of LSU. Um, so, but, you know, great fantastic individual. But you're talking about running backs. This is just the running backs, right? <laughs> um, yeah, we already got uh, Ingram in there, but 
Yeah, Mike Ingram the second there. I'm trying to think anybody else. Those are the I say those are the top five. And then just recently, guys that are in the NFL right now, Brian Robinson Jr. He's I believe he's with the cat with the Commanders. Um, and obviously Najee Harris. Yeah, you got Bryce Young playing field. quarter. I mean, the quarterback room yeah. for Alabama's been insane. I mean, at one point in time, you you got Hurts on the bench. You got Mac. I mean, they've had years where it's like they got not one but two future NFL QBs. And I don't care what you think about Mac Jones now. But nonetheless, he's an NFL QB, and it's just been year after year where it doesn't 100%. seem to matter. They just churn out uh, high draft pick players. So again, if you're reading the title of the show, you're reading it correctly. Uh, Nick Saban is very, looks like he's retiring. It's pretty much official at this point with the AP News, multiple outlets getting it out there. Uh, but up next, we do have to throw it to break. But on the next segment, yeah. I do want to talk about Nebraska hoops, because if I'm being honest, I think... That might have been a Mount Rushmore moment for me as a Husker fan. I mean, that was an incredible night. There is so many stories to dive into that one uh, with the connection and Fred Hoiberg uh, and beating the number one team in the country. Just plenty of good stories to talk about with players and the coaching. We'll talk about that next as Nebraska did indeed beat the number one team in the country at home, not just by a little bit, by 16 points at that. So we'll throw it to break. Don't go anywhere. This is the Amon Green Show.